Hi, this is Chris Mueller, and welcome to The Weekly Word. Now, each week, what I do is I give maybe a five to ten minute reflection on what stood out to me from the readings for the coming Sunday, as I'm personally preparing myself to receive the word proclaimed at Mass and present in the Eucharist. Hey, thanks for listening along. I hope something stands out to you. And remember, this isn't an excuse to stay out of your Bible. This is a primer to get you started. The last line of the second reading this week stands out to me. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. This is St. Paul talking, and he's gone on about how he, his ministry has been one about trying to do the best for everyone, do everything for the glory of God, avoid giving offense, whether to Jews or Greeks, or the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in every way, not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, that they may be saved. And the last line, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Man, how often in the Christian life do we forget that we're supposed to be imitators of Christ? I think more often we fall into this, uh, this role of like, we're not really, we're stalkers of Christ. We want to learn about him. We want to know all the, the right things. We want to do the, the things that we have to do to get to heaven, right? Like, I, well, okay, <laughs> it's kind of like that, the, the rich young man, you know, what must I do to enter the kingdom of God? That's where most of us are. We're not trying to be imitators of Christ. We're just trying to be vaguely associated with him so as to not to go to the other place. But St. Paul's very clear. I'm living my life in such a way so that many may be saved, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And that unlocks the gospel quite a bit. When we look at what Jesus is doing in the gospel and we put on that idea of now I'm called to be an imitator of Christ, there's a lot happening here that a lot of that we should be convicted by. Now in the gospels, and this is from Mark chapter 1 verses 40 through 45, we see that a leper comes to Jesus and kneels down and begs before. Now, the first reading uh, back in Genesis, or probably Leviticus, gives us some, some insight into leprosy. If someone has a skin or a scab or a pustule or a blotch, which appears to be the sore of leprosy, he should be brought before Aaron, the priest, or one of the priests, and they shall declare him unclean because of the sore. And the one who bears that sore of les- leprosy shall keep garments rent, his head bare, his beard shall be muffled. I'm not even sure what that means. And he should cry out, unclean, unclean, as long as the sore is on him. He'll, he'll declare himself unclean, since he's in fact unclean. He'll dwell apart, making his abode outside of the camp. So if you're a leper, you are not part of society. You're unclean. If someone touches you, they be unclean. You're separate from everyone. So this guy's in a real bad way, right? This isn't something where he's just like, oh my gosh, I, Jesus, we would, if we could just have $100 more a month to pay for dish. I mean, that would be fantastic. Or, oh man, the cell phone bill is really riding me right now. I just, Lord, if you could just make it possible for us to have just a little more cushion in our life. He's not looking for more cushion in his life. He's not looking for extravagances. He's looking that Jesus would bring him back into the community. I want to be part of the community. I don't want to walk around saying unclean, unclean. I don't want to suffer the pain of these sores and, and the infections. Just be made clean. And I love this because he begs before Jesus. I mean, how often when we go to, to God, do we beg? Or do we more often demand of God? This leper knows he's in a bad way and he begs. He says, if you wish, you can make me clean. And I love this because Jesus looks at the man and says, move with pity. He stretches out his hand and he touches him. And he says, I do will it. Be made clean. There's a couple points here. Like we, Jesus is God. Eternity exists in and through. 
comes into being. But he's not, he's not deaf to our sorrows. He's not, he's, he's not, he's not just this kind of, uh, this God who wanders through life with spacey eyes and, and is kind of like other. No, he sees the suffering of this man and he's moved with pity. If I'm supposed to be an imitator of Christ, then that means for the trouble hurt of the world and the stuff that's going wrong in the world, I'm not supposed to stand stoically aside and say, well, you know, life has troubles. Life, you will have trouble. Hmm. You know, and say, oh, well, that's too bad. Or, oh, it all happens for a reason. No, I'm supposed to be moved with pity too. The soul of a Christian should be raw for the hurt of the world. Because the soul of Christ, the person of Christ, was raw and made very raw for the hurt of the world. We need to be like Jesus. Things in your life have you learned to ignore? That be the homeless person on the freeway off-ramp, or just the state of, of our, our cities, or of, of, of our brothers and sisters in places like Haiti. What have we learned to ignore and just go, well, you know, it's because of their corrupt system or because of their culture or because we're just better than them for some reason. Jesus was better than us. Jesus knew man and he knew what was wrong with our culture and he knew what was wrong with our hearts and yet he was moved with pity. We need to allow ourselves to be moved with pity. We're supposed to be like him. And this is also interesting. He says, I do will it be made clean. Like he says, I do will it. So this is something that's within Jesus' power, and he then does what's within his power. Then, then that's the other thing. If I'm moved with pity, what am I doing within my power people who suffer around me or the people who I'm aware of who are suffering? Okay, so tithing's a great example of this. Most Americans or Canadians, if you're listening uh, in the North, most of us have expendable income and we spend it. I mean, we spend it on all kinds of things, right? Like we have all of these needs that we need, but it's fully within my power that I could give a portion of my income every month to third world missions. And I could change the lives of people in, in places that are not like America or Canada. It's fully within my power to make a change, to, to go and volunteer time in service ministries like food kitchens or, or thrift shops that support the poor and help people get training to have jobs. That's all fully within my power. It's fully within my power to support the work of the church as the church goes into these places or even just seeks to bring the gospel to my city. That's all fully in my power. But am I doing anything? Do I say, I will do it? Or do I often say, well, somebody else will do it? See, that's the thing. St. Paul's telling us, be imitators of me as I'm an imitator of Christ. And St. Paul lived his life for the salvation of other people. He didn't live his life for his own glory or for his own satisfaction. He lived his life for others, just as Jesus Christ came and lived his extraordinary life for us. So this week, we have to be challenged. We have to say, um, gosh, what am I doing here? Am, am I responding to that call to be like Jesus? Now, there's a, a final note here. The man goes away from Jesus, and Jesus warns him sternly to not tell anyone. Okay, Jesus just did an amazing thing. He healed this guy. He took away his uncleanness. He, he healed his skin of disease and sores. And then he says, don't tell anyone. That's really weird. I mean, I, I, you'd think, A, he's Jesus. You know, he wants people to know that he's doing these great things. But again, Jesus is giving us an example for our Christian life. We are supposed to be extraordinary on this earth. We're supposed to be extraordinary givers, extraordinary 
uh, people of faith who do mighty deeds in Jesus' name, but we're not supposed to be self-aggrandizing, press-seeking publicists for ourselves. We're not supposed to tell people about the good things we do, and we're not supposed to ask the people we serve to tell people about the good things we do, because Jesus didn't. Now, now what happens is the guy tells everybody, right? These, oh my gosh, they did this. It was amazing. Jesus healed me. He tells everybody. And then people begin to come to see Jesus. Okay, here's the deal. If you're somebody like uh, 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 Solanus Casey, and you just begin to just humbly do the work of God, people will notice. If you're somebody like Mother Teresa, and you begin to just humbly do the work of God, people will notice. If you're Padre Pio, people will notice. If you are raising a holy family, people will notice. Or or you're just a, a, a sanctified high schooler doing God's work on your campus, people will notice, um, and that may draw people to you. And so again, Jesus gives that example. What do we do when notoriety, when people notice, when when our when the good works of the kingdom become manifest in through us because we're imitating Christ? Well, it says he remained outside in the deserted places. Well, often in the gospel, and we talked about this last week, Jesus goes away to a deserted place to pray. We, as we do this work, as we seek to be like Jesus, as we allow Jesus to move and work through us, to constantly be seeking out those places of quiet, seeking those places where we can have connection with the Father through the Son, through the Holy Spirit, that we can have a relationship with God that will not enable us to keep out going out in the name of Jesus, in, in, through the will of the Holy Spirit, to go bring the kingdom of God to the people who don't. So this, this Sunday, our call is simple. Uh, be like Jesus. Not, not in, a, in, in a silly what would Jesus do sort of way, but in a, in a way that says, I want my heart to break for those in need. I want, I want my heart to break for those in need. And God, give me the grace to go to, to see it and then to do what's in my power. That, that, that my heart, like St. Paul's, as he imitated Christ would be for others, that I would work for the salvation of others in Jesus' name. Hi, it's Chris Mueller again. Hey, if you like the Weekly Word podcast, would you do me a favor? Go online and go to www.chrismuellerproject.com backslash welcome. Just go to that site, check out the clip there, and if you like it, sign up on the mailing list to get more information about how you can help us bring the Chris Mueller Project to a family near you. The Weekly Word podcast is a production of 242 Revolution Ministries.